Irene Litzbare was born in Belgium in 1928 and grew up in the French border town of Rossin. Her father was the local gendarmerie commandant, which made for interesting times during her teenage years, otherwise known as World War II. By necessity, she learned German. She married a French engineer whose work took them all around Europe. Eventually, they moved to Switzerland, where he worked for an American company. Irene began picking up new languages, noticeably Swiss Dutch and American. Sadly, Ray was killed in a Swiss Air plane crash. Remaining in Switzerland, she met and married Tom, an American teaching French at a nearby international school. Irene joined the staff of his school, specializing in helping new students from all over the world. She picked up fragments of another dozen languages. Eventually, Irene followed her son to the U.S., where she honed her English skills by writing her first book, Following the Lines, World War II as Experienced by a Belgium Girl. That book came out around her 89th birthday. She has since written an international cookbook, two children's stories, along with two story collections. Questions are coming back to life as I write where, who, why are we waiting for some answers? The new modern ways to, of communication still need some points on the I and a cross for the T's. On my window still display my faithful goose feather pen in a lovely blue Italian handmade vase. It inspires me and reminds me of the Swedish Nobel Prize winning writer Selma Lagerlöf. She showed her country to the boys Nils Holgersson with a goose as a flying carpet. Geese do not have the reputation to be clever, but remember that under the Roman Empire they were goddess Juno's friends, and they saved the capital from an attack by gold soldiers. The, the various nests and flights to the Irene. I am Irene Litzbarre. I was born and grew up in Wallonia, the French-speaking part of Belgium. My village, Roisin, was located close to the French border, nearby the French Maginot Line fortification. Some houses in my village had rooms built on both countries. My father was a commander of the gendarmerie. My mother was expert in her multifarious doings. As an only child and tomboy, nature, love, family and friendship surrounded me before I reached an adolescence handicapped by World War II. In 1939, the UK and France went to war with Germany. The borders were closed. Belgium neutrality went boom on the 10th of May 1940. I was only 12. The German invasion pushed most of the men onto the front line and families on the roads. My father joined his army corps, the Chasseurs Ardennais. My mother, grandmother and aunt uncle and their son Michel, along with myself, joined 21 other packed into the last available truck a cool trick. 
So my first flight from home was a laborious trip evacuating to France. We eventually end up in South France in the welcoming, unforgettable city of Réalmont in the Tarn, where we spent three months as evacuees. There, I learned the hard way how to face the worst and the best a war can drop on behavior. Eventually, everyone returned back home to live under the German occupation. My dear dad arrived first at home partially vandalized house, having twice escaped for the German, and everyone is safe. The occupation years had two expected traps. That returned to his service in the gendarmerie. Soon, he fearlessly paired it with a sprouting resistance work. Danger, secrecy, normality, became a daily mixture. As a teenager during the war, I kept growing and trying to learn, but found my studies frequently interrupted by the war. 6th of June, 1944. Allies landing in Normandy. Liberation in view. Still more travails to go through. Loss and gains incertitude, hope, drastic German Nazist revenge. Danger remained with the V1 and V2 rockets, dramas with the Battle of the Bulge and more. One day a convoy of big trucks trembled through Roisin. Suddenly a soldier stuck his head out of a truck and said in Walloon, Bonjour à Tartus! Hello, everybody. Surprise! Someone asked him, Was it Percy? Are you from around here? In perfect Walloon, he answered, Etsu American, Jea Priavem Gramme, Kidvisco Kel Walloon de Tu. Juve du Wisconsin, Ubrame de Jampolt Co Walloon. I am American. I learned with my grandma, who only speaks the Walloon from Tu. I'm coming from Wisconsin, where many people still speak Walloon. His grandmother was from a tiny nearby village. September 5th, 1944. Joy, art and thanks to General Patton and his division who liberated us. I even went by myself to thank General Platon with a solid handshake, which he accepted with a large smile. In 1945, on May 8th, Germany surrendered. Hooray! All part of the war was over. Rejoice! On September 2nd, Japan surrendered after the atomic bombs. Peace returned, so finally my heroic fast could return to peacetime duties. He never felt concerned by the word heroic, but he was a hero to me. I still have his medals as proof others had greed. In 1951, I married Raymond Albert Jean-Georges Maillère, a French citizen gaining his nationality. Ray was a civil engineer who worked in Belgium, in Ghent, 
good to improve the Flemish language. In 1959, he joined as a member of an American company from Beloit, Wisconsin, opening a new office in Switzerland, in Zurich. So we moved to Kilberg in the Zurich neighborhood. Good to learn Schweizerdeutsch. <laughs> Ray was fluent in English, but at that time I was only at the ABC level. Good to learn American English. We traveled a lot to see clients in France and the Nordic countries. In 1961, we took the USA tour, Wisconsin, Illinois, Arizona, Louisiana, DC, and New York. Sadly, in 1963, Ray was one of the victims of the Swiss airplane crash. In 1964, I became one of the three hostesses of the official Bureau France in Zurich and also went to their office of Geneva in Switzerland, Vienne, Austria, and Rome, Italy. Many people came into the office to organize their trips, vacations, studies, or get details about artistic exhibitions. That's the way I met Thomas Francis Litz, an American citizen from Buffalo, New York, who had studied in Paris at the Sorbonne. He talked French in the American school of a Swiss private high school in Zug. The books, the films, and chiefly the beautiful posters became a reason for many trips in Zurich and an attraction going way over the subjects. In 1966, I married Tommy Slitz and we kept the French language at home. Tom had reached the exceptional result of losing the American accent. I frequently teased him by saying, I know why he married me. He was tired of carrying a dictionary. One year later, in 1967, in Zug, or son Michael Raymond Litz was born. Together, the family regularly traveled through Europe and the USA, with many trips back and forth to Belgium and France visiting family, enjoying along the way the differences between Switzerland, Germany, and Luxembourg. In 1985, our son left for the US, starting a five-year cycle at the Penn University in Philadelphia. Michael studied abroad in Nigeria at the University of Ibadan, then made a tour around the world for a year, and then finally started work in Washington, D.C. I also taught French at the private international high school with a specialty of assisting new foreigner students in the Swiss program. Unfortunately, Tom developed cancer and died in 2003. I left Switzerland and returned to Brussels. Michael, now in the U.S. as Mike, married Lisa in 2001 in Milwaukee. In 2006, I joined them in Wisconsin. I took up the challenge of a writing class offered at my retirement community as a way to improve my English. In 2007, came the arrival on Enzo, my only grandchild. Enzo, who continues to have thrills and joy 
to his grandma's life is Mimi. Age 99, I published my first book, Following the Lines, telling what it was like to grow up during World War II. I keep writing and moving around. I moved out of the Alexand village community to be near my grandson in Shorewood. My second book, a cookbook with anecdotes, Let's Set the Table, combines international recipes and family experiences. The third book, a memorial called A Feather in the Wind, goes beyond my World War II experience. Next came the book in collaboration with my grandson, What a Mouse Can Do and Behind the Green Wall, that targets younger readers. My latest book, How to Do Learn a Language, is just finished. The season come and go bringing some reflection about the various subjects on which my father could be interested. When days grow short, I turn up the beat. But I love to enjoy days when my window is still open and the wind flutters my feather. My feather now seems ready to rest, so I close the windows, slide the curtain, until we are ready for our next adventure. I will let her take time to simmer more curiosities, discoveries and memories. I hope my fries and feathers so many reminiscences didn't nibble your precious time. Au revoir. Until next time.